Welcome back to Point of Sale, the retail supply chain show where we break down great retailers and the data and technology that moves their supply chains. And we made it to the final episode of 2022. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, we of course have to thank one of my favorite sponsors. This year, over half of the Fortune 500 are using the same asset light transportation company. Do you know who it is? Well, if you watch a show, you definitely know who it is. It's RxO, the transportation partner that gives you massive capacity and cutting edge technologies to, to seamlessly move any size freight load anywhere in North America. Now with their digital platform, you get access to, get this, 1.5 million drivers, customized routes, real-time pricing, and of course, more. Everything that they can do at rxo.com. That's right. Just go to visit rxo.com to learn more. And today is a special episode because we have one of our favorite other newsletter and podcast leaders here at Freightways, Mary O'Connell, who leads the Check Call community and podcast as well. Mary, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Grace. I'm excited to be on the show. Yeah, we've done a couple of uh, end of the year type of shows. We just recently pre-recorded a radio episode for uh, the 30th, which should be fun. You guys can check that out. We'll get to that later in the show. Uh, We, of course, did a fun Christmas episode together with Thomas, which was a blast. And at this point, we're just the three musketeers. I'll say that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, We vibe pretty well together, but unfortunately, Thomas isn't gonna pop up in this episode we need to do that we need to get the three of us on this today it should be the ultimate crossover event like the loaded and rolling chat call and point of sale just like the one mega event (laughs) to rule all mega events (laughs) oh man it's uh like Grey's Anatomy mixed with like what that fire show and then something else yes we're just we're basically Shondaland yeah exactly we're Shondaland it's fine yeah, it's no big deal. We just run ABC at this point. Yeah, it's, uh, we'll get we'll get him on here soon. Maybe he'll pop up somewhere at some point in time. You never know. Uh, but today I figured, why not review some of the biggest articles that hit our retail supply chains this year off of FreightWaves.com. Uh, and I think these are, are pretty interesting. We'll go through them, of course. But on top of that, I have some fun trivia questions, just questions for Mary on her thoughts, uh, seeing that she's got this wonderful eye for what's happening in the logistics provider space. I mean, anything we talk about in the show can't be done without what she's doing in her space and what her community is doing as well. So let's start off from the top. And this one, I think, uh, first off, shout out to Rachel Premack uh, for putting this one together. Uh, It's going to be a weird Christmas for Target, Walmart, and Amazon. Now, uh, this is one of Rachel's first big articles, which she came to Freight Waves uh, from Business Insider. And the uh, big point of this article was this boomerang effect that started to affect retailers' inventory. Uh, we saw started to see a number of retailers cancel shipments from overseas, uh, start focusing on the inventory that they had here in their own warehouses, cutting, slashing prices back and forth, which you know ultimately helps us out as the consumer here around Christmas time as well. Uh, Mary, we talked about retail supply chain inventory issues, pretty much all of this throughout the summer. Uh, thoughts on this in particular, especially as a consumer uh, over the last couple of weeks, 
hopefully buying gifts for people for Christmas. (laughs) So as a consumer, I have a very different perspective on this versus a person that's in the supply chain. Uh, As a person that's in the supply chain, I would honestly hate to be a buyer right now. Um, Anything, because no matter what, it's like, no matter what you do, you're either wrong or there's not enough inventory or there's too much inventory or it's the wrong kind of inventory. So I would hate hate, hate to be a buyer right now. So my heart goes out to those guys. But from a supply chain side, it's really interesting to see just kind of how uh, major retailers doubled down on that consumer goods spending and doubled down on what we saw happening for um, for a year and a half to two years when consumers were just buying anything and everything they could get their hands on. Um, so I think it's very uh, curious. Actually, I would very much like to see some of those internal emails that nobody hears about of someone going like, hey, should I keep buying this? Should I keep doing it? Not really thinking like that we're going to have like the peak, the mountain has to crest. We have to summit. So what's going to come back on the other side? So, I mean, I know when you're in the heat of the moment, you're buying a year out, you're just trying to grab anything you can to keep sales and keep the stores shut, stocked. But it's just kind of one of those where you're like, did nobody once kind of see this happening? Um, But I mean, obviously when we start to saw, when we started to see the cancellation of orders that are being imported, that's kind of where it makes up for it. As a consumer, (laughs) we loved that they were overstocked, that we loved that they were slashing <laughs> deals. I, um, when I found out they were going to cut athleisure, I was like, I literally like my girl group chat. I was like, y'all, we got to go target. <laughs> they're slashing, they're slashing athleisure. Like let's go. Um, and it just kind of became like a thing once a week. They're like, okay, well, like who's slashing what next? And, um, all of my friends would ask me that. And I was like, well, I don't know. I just wait for them to announce it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun. Like as a consumer to take advantage of some of these deals. Um, because actually funny enough, one of my friends needed a TV and I was like, if you can wait a day or two, like you're going to have the best deal at target. And they were like target for TVs. And I was like, yes, but you know, <laughs> it's going to be a steal of a deal. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Same here. I think I got the newest pair of uh, uh, beats almost uh, 50, a little bit more than 50% off. And uh, shout out to the guy at Best Buy who stopped me from buying the old version for the same exact price. Uh, that's how you make a sale right there, first of all. <laughs> but uh, and it's uh, I, I, same here as a consumer. I loved it. Uh, and uh, as you know, especially a, a writer and a, a expert, content creator in the space uh it's definitely interesting to see some of these large companies having to uh complete completely uh re-look at how they're selling over the last six months or so right and how uh i feel like especially through a pandemic especially personally the year before uh there's so many warnings to shop early right because we weren't sure if we'd get anything on time. So it was kind of an odd year because I think that's what happened is so many different uh, retailers said, okay, same trend. People are going to start buying early. So let's get this inventory in early. Well, uh, sadly enough, uh, government uh, checks stopped coming in. People had to go back to jobs or lost their jobs and overall consumer spending just fell. So uh, it's, uh, I was talking to a number of uh, leaders in like the visibility space. And that was one thing that came up this last week is like, 
there's there's no normal right now even if we want to feel like it's back to normal health wise uh out there uh the supply chain hasn't returned to normal and, and especially uh forecasting it hasn't so uh i think that's it's kind of interesting and i think we'll have to see how they maneuver through this next year as well uh, uh mary i'd like for you uh, we talked about in this article target walmart and amazon uh, as a consumer, uh, can you rank these in your favorite from most favorite to least favorite uh, shopping experience? Uh, the most favorite is Target. I mean, I live five minutes away from it. I have everything I need. <laughs> the Target drive up is single-handedly the coolest thing that's ever happened. I just place an order and then like later in the day, I can just go pick up what I need and then I come back. Yes, it does not allow me to get the things that Target just decides that I need, but there's okay. There's a time and a place for that kind of Target trip, you know? Um, but to just go in, get your essentials and get out, Target all the way. Um, the second would have to be like, so we have Target and then we have Walmart down here because, um, I don't really enjoy going to Walmart and, um, I have a Walmart neighborhood market, not a big fan of their, not a big fan of a lot of their produce and everything. It's just, it's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me, but it is for some people. And for that, I'm very happy for them. But for me, it's a no, but I do go to Walmart <laughs> once or twice a year. Um, for like when I go on like a float trip or a camping thing, like their camping stuff is arguably some of the best. And then underneath uh, Walmart, like 10 miles down is going to be Amazon um, because I have in the <laughs> what three years I had a Prime membership, I think I got my two days or less, like 10% of the time. So uh, I did not have the best. And that was when I lived 15 minutes away from an Amazon distribution center. So um, it was really like, you know, a pleasant experience for me. So um, I would say that uh, I appreciate what Amazon has done and the fact that it made other retailers kind of jump up on that faster shipping. Um, but as a consumer, I do not enjoy my Amazon shopping experience. I've heard that uh, critique for a while now and it's... Uh... Uh, hopefully the billion dollars they spent on recreating the Lord of the Rings pays off for them if we can't deliver in two days. Am I right? Uh, here's one for you. You put Target first, and I would have done the exact same. Uh, quick trivia question out there for everyone as well. Uh, what is the official name of the shelves in front of Target with the low-cost knickknacks? Oh, it's the dollar spot. Woo! Yeah, you're right. I had, I did not know its official name until today. So uh, that's, oh that's, yeah, no, it's a it's a dollar spot. It is regularly. I regularly get text messages from uh, my sister in law about what she found in the dollar spot today. She basically lives at Target. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's the trap that gets you spending more than what you want, and it works every dang time. Uh, let's go to one more here. Uh, speaking of Walmart uh, in particular, this year they decided, hey, let's make sure that we pay drivers what they're worth and bump salaries up $95,210,000 during uh, the uh, first year of employment too, not just like veteran drivers. Uh, they also launched a four-month training program to earn your CDL and employed an extra 4,500 drivers in 2022, up to 12,000 drivers in total. Uh, oh, what are your thoughts on this? And then I want to dive into some even other benefits that drivers get as well. But when you saw this, what were your thoughts? I was like, man, Walmart might 
you know, be doing something right. They might catch flack for how they treat their retail employees or, you know, the experience of shopping in their store or the people that shop in their store. People's Walmart is a fantastic way to just, you know, kill some time. But um, this, I was like, man, Walmart actually is doing the right thing because, you know, we love it when they have um, I just, I just really like it that they have taken care of the drivers. They've seen the need. They know that there is uh, a driver population that is aging out, um, and they, or that are just not wanting to be drivers anymore. So they're kind of more or less, they see the need that drivers provide and they know how important drivers are to this, um, to their operations. So it's very important for them to, they're kind of seeing that need and recognizing it and saying like, okay, well, we're going to treat our drivers better. We're going to pay them more. And not only are we going to do that, we are also going to anyone that's interested in it. We're going to train them. It's really just kind of, I mean, I want to say it's like a great idea and they're doing the good thing, but it's Walmart. They're doing it for their own gain. That way they'll have drivers and their supply chain can keep moving, um, which is incredibly intelligent in any shipper that is large enough and or any retailer that is large enough to be able to do that. Um, 100% they should. Uh, it's a genius idea if you can provide those resources and kind of help that driver get their feet wet and get started and just kind of get them up on their feet as they start as a owner operator, or maybe if they want to go off and do that, or if they just love being a company driver. Um, it's definitely something that I wish more shippers would take an interest in, or at least maybe, you know, develop some sort of program for that, whether or not they provide the trucks or if they just sponsor some people to go through driving school. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. And honestly, the benefits don't stop there. I had an excellent talk with a number of uh, women drivers for Walmart at Women in Trucking this year in Dallas. Uh, and then I, I did some research and here's a full list of everything you can get. You can earn up to 21 days of PTO within your first year. Of course, you got the 401k, medical and dental, uh, company paid full life insurance and short-term disability. You can, add, you can add up to another four days onto those PTOs for safe uh, for your safety record. You also get quarterly safe driving bonuses. This one I think is interesting for all the carriers out there listening. $42 for every DOT 10-hour break that you need to take. So they're paying you for that as well. Uh, any uh, new tractors are actually eligible for replacement at 525,000 miles. And this one I think is really interesting, especially when you talk about women. Uh, now through purchasing a number of fertility clinics itself, Walmart, employees now have access to over 30 fertility clinics and in vitro fertilization labs as of November 1st. And the whole point of it is to be open to uh, anyone. This includes adoption agency uh, help as well. Uh, anyone, any employee, any driver, no matter what sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, or marital status. So uh, talk about progressive Walmart. Yeah, you hit it on the nail once again. <laughs> and uh, I mean, we talked about, kind of, yeah, yeah. Those are just kind of like... <laughs> And like benefits that you don't see that many people offer. Like, I don't think any other trucking company would even, especially for the DOT mandated break, you're getting paid for that break. Like that is well done. Yeah. Walmart. Yes. Safety days too. All of that's great. And so shout out to those 12,000 drivers that are getting some really great benefits. And Mary, speaking of 12,000 drivers, you know, it's more than 12,000 drivers, 1.5 million drivers. Because that's exactly how many people RxO connects you with in an instant, enough, of course, to help you move any size freight load anywhere in North America. 
Now, maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 are moving freight with RxO this year. Or maybe it's because RxO has over a decade of brokerage expertise backing up their innovations. Either way, RxO is asset light transportation that gives you massive capacity and cutting-edge technology like never before. See what they can do for you at rxo.com. Let's say rxo.com. Shout out to those sponsors and shout out to probably, I think, the best freight commercial I've seen in 2022 as well. Uh, excellent stuff there. Way to, do, way to go to them. And uh, let's go back to Target real quick. As now we're seeing Target and another a number of other retailers as well reimagining their inventory needs and their warehouse needs and their omni-fulfillment needs. And this year, Target had redesigned their stores just for that purpose. Adding over uh, a number, I think it was over 100 stores, 20,000 square feet, uh, totaling up to 150,000 square feet, so that they can fulfill their digital orders from their store locations. They're going to be adding food and beverage items, uh, same day fulfillment. Uh, most particularly, they're doing this because 95% of those digital orders can be fulfilled through stores, and 10% of overall sales are actually digital orders as well for same-day pickup. Uh, they're also going to be adding charging ports for electric vehicles, which is pretty neat as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on seeing retailers starting to rethink how they're setting up their warehouse and omni-fulfillment uh, locations? I think it's pretty genius. So a lot of the time, we kind of saw it with the rise of online shopping, you know, before the, I want a same day pickup, et cetera, et cetera. Like when, uh, if you think about the traditional shopping mall, most of those stores that are there have adapted some kind of online shopping, you know, yeah. situation or some sign up, some sort of presence. Um, and those that didn't actually really struggled. So, um, I remember at the rise of it, I was actually working at Macy's and so people would come in and be like, well, it's ridiculous that I have to come into the store, um, to, or people would be like, I have to come into the store, try something on and then go order it on another website or order it on Macy's and then wait two weeks to get it because, you know, things were just slower and, um, it was kind of right when internet shopping took off. So it's one of those things where like they had to come in the store to try it on because maybe there wasn't a size guide or they weren't sure how it was or that store didn't have the size that they need. And so they had to go, um, and take it. And so it was definitely one of those where you, like you kind of felt, you felt it in your sales and you knew that, you know, you weren't performing. And that's when Macy's, Macy's started closing a bunch of stores, but that was more related to the demise of the shopping mall. Um, but now that um, you see some of those retailers embrace it, like shoot, if you go to Kohl's, you can, when inevitably when you return something from Amazon, you can go to Kohl's and if they don't have your size or the color that you want, there's a kiosk in the store that you can just order it from. Like you just scan the label and it's like, okay, do what, well, like it pulls up the item list again. You can pick the size, the color or whatever and have it shipped to you within one or two days. Genius. You're not letting those sales yeah. walk out the door. And so no matter, cause if you think about it, oh, I'm just going to go buy this online. By the time I get back to my car, by the time I get home, I've already forgotten about it. And I'm probably just going to go buy something somewhere else. So it's capturing those sales that you need. Um, and it's just, I love it. It's great. Um, anyone that is, or any retailer that's not thinking that far down the line, whether it's partnering with a ship or an Instacart to get their goods there. Like I think even Sir Latable is on Instacart and I'm like, that's the weirdest choice ever, but whatever works, like 
getting your goods to the end user. And if I don't have time to run out and get a casserole dish, then I'm going to just have it delivered. Um, but I think that that's genius. Any way that you can get your product to your consumer with the least amount of barriers possible, it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head in regards to the fact that you're not, you're creating an environment that can suffice any type of purchaser, whether it's going to be someone who wants to buy it online, but pick it up in the store or buy it and have it delivered within two days or go to the store and buy it. It'll be there for every single purchase. And when you talk about Amazon, right, not being able to fulfill two-day deliveries, that's kind of the issue that you have with Amazon is you can't go... Uh, most cases, you can't go pick it up somewhere. You have to wait and you have to go by Amazon's terms. So uh, I, yeah, very interesting. And I, I'm excited to see uh, what other brands they add because of this as well. And I think that's one thing in particular that I've noticed from especially Target is now that they have more areas and are expanding on the items that they have. They've had some really cool new brand additions. Uh, a couple for you right here. I'm wondering if you would buy it or not. Nice little Target brand edition of this fun game. Uh, the first one, it's a big one. Ulta Beauty is now available in Target stores. Buy it or not? <laughs> um, well, probably buy it, but I also have an Ulta by my house. So I usually just go to the Ulta because a lot of the Targets by my house are still under construction slash still getting their Ulta. So it's not quite fully built out yet. Um, but I also don't spend a lot of time at Ulta. Shocking. I know. Um, but <laughs> I just think uh, I would buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just naturally look this good every day. Uh, Apple is now going to be having kiosks within Target. Are you going to buy your new Apple products from Target or not? <laughs> uh, I actually have bought Apple products from Target. I bought a Apple AirTag when I was going on a trip earlier this year. So, uh, and that was very handy because it like lets you know when your luggage is on the plane because we had a checked bag. So I was like, nice. this is, this is nice. So absolutely. I I say, what it. are you losing? But there you go got insurance there. Nice. Uh, Disney announced that they're uh, soon going to have a uh, special sections within Target. Uh, Disney adult or not? <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a Disney kind of adult. Like, don't get me wrong. If it's a cute Hercules hoodie, I'll buy it. But if it's just like yet another <laughs> Mickey Mouse coffee mug, I'm good. Um, but I will probably buy it because uh, my fiance's mother is in love with Disney. So you can put me down as a yes for that. Love it, right? Can I remember the Disney store? What a classic. Well, it's a, how uh, we it was back. Target, figure that out. <laughs> yeah, Target. Okay, hey, if Macy's can bring back Toys R Us, Target can bring back the Disney store. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh and of course last but not least it's not in a new edition it's been there forever uh you're going to target starbucks or not <laughs> Uh, I'm not, but that's also because I don't drink caffeine. So that really limits the target menu for me. Um, so I just walk around with the smells of Starbucks, but I don't actually drink my Starbucks. So I'm a gnaw there. 
and she's saving her money as well, ladies and gentlemen. Fun fact, Target actually licensed the Starbucks brand name. It's not actually Starbucks uh, themselves that run those. So uh, hmm. you can use, yeah, you can't use your reward points, I believe, there. So um, learn that from personal experience. Uh, Mary, as we wrap up this episode, tell us a little bit about your podcast and where people can sign up to become a part of your community. Uh, you can check out Check Call on Tuesdays at 1230. Um, it's a hoot and a half. Uh, you just missed the one that we did with Grace and Thomas, but it's okay. You can go back and watch it on Freightways TV. Um, I highly recommend doing it. It is a laugh and a half. Um, and then you can check out the Check Call newsletter. You can subscribe to it on freightwaves.com slash Check Call. Um, and that comes out every Tuesdays and Thursdays around Tuesday afternoon and Thursday. It's a nice little lunchtime read for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a great show, especially someone who's come from the brokerage world as well. And she uh, really does a great job of bringing on experts and covering issues that not only you're dealing with today within your four walls, but things that are going to be important for you to know going into the future of what logistics providers are going to be able to do. And if you want some more Mary and me content, you can also check her out on our radio show every Wednesday. She's on on the first hour with us, and that is on SiriusXM's Road Dog Trucking Channel, Channel 146, uh, every single day, Monday through Friday. She is on with us again on Wednesday from the first hour. Uh, she'll be on tonight as well. And uh, um, Friday, her and Thomas and I have a special episode where we go over the top 10 articles on FreightWaves.com this year. Uh, we have a lot of fun takes, especially for a couple of uh, forecasts that were made in early, early June that everyone just wanted to shake their dang head at. And uh, boy, are we shaking our dang head at, at you now, right? Uh, so go check that out uh, tonight. You can see her or listen to her. And then Friday as well, you can listen. Uh, other than that, uh, thank you, Mary, so much for being on the show and for all of our listeners, thank you so much for such a wonderful year here at Point of Sale. Continue to be part of the community. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. All of that jazz. And I will see you all next year. <laughs> Wow, I'm not